Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inside Brain, the online podcast where three people who may or may not have ADHD talk about things and that may make me stuff as well as tech and gaming. With me are my co-hosts, Cyber Dizzy. Dort. Hello. <laughs> We're kidding. It's not 1940. <laughs> also, the, wor- the world hasn't uh, ended yet. Apparently, Sammy has stolen my background. <laughs> I don't I know what you're talking that we about. Should blend in. <laughs> I was sitting here like, wait. For the radio listeners at home, we, uh, Sammy and I, have both uh, adopted the uh, pile of boxes uh, that lives behind Shane uh, as we our backgrounds for the show. We we have Shane. Yep. I finally have an ODST flag. It's about time. You know, what's funny is that we all happen to have the same uh, how, energy how sword. Crazy what is that? Right? That? Where'd you guys get same that? Game cabinet, the same valve index, the, the same, same weird amount of bells. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us why there are, uh, what is it, three bells? I think nope. we counted three at one point. Nope. I, I cannot tell you. There are three bells on that shelf. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we we ADHD'd real quick there. Yep. Um, <laughs> hey, the intro was not wrong. So for a little quick intro on the show, uh, we talk about all sorts of stuff, uh, a lot of gaming-focused news, a lot of technology-focused news, and we always start the show where there are some introductions of ourselves and an icebreaker question for the week. This week's favorite, uh, this week's icebreaker question is, what is your favorite video game Easter egg? Uh, Sammy, why don't you start off with uh, intros and your favorite Easter egg? All right. I am a Midwestern gamer girl, but I missed out on the whole bathwater trend, unfortunately, unless, you know, hit me up. Um, and my favorite video game Easter egg. This isn't necessarily an Easter egg, but it is something that is in almost every video game, and I have to do it every single time. Waterfalls. Anytime there is a waterfall in a video game, I have to compulsorily, I have to go check behind it to mm. see what there is also um like on platformers you know like you immediately you have to go right every time i go left i have to i have to know if there's anything back there because sometimes there's sneaky tricks and it's not really an easter egg but it is something that i look forward to in every game of like oh they did put something behind the waterfall (laughs) treasure excellent shane how about yourself hi i'm shane i fly planes and fight for democracy I'll explain that later. <laughs> it's Refuses to elaborate further. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, Easter egg? <laughs> I've been playing too much Helldivers. My favorite Easter egg are all of the red versus blue Easter eggs in Halo. That's like, solid. In every every single Halo game has like two characters from red versus blue arguing, or one of the grunts is just off somewhere having a moment. Mm-hmm. The uh, voice lines that they have for backgrounds in there for like the with the grunts and the elites mm-hmm. and stuff, they're great. The little conversations um, you can stumble on. They stepped it up big for Infinite too. Oh yeah. The uh, grunt propaganda towers. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just a neat thing with the voice lines again. Uh, shout out to Jedi Survivor for the droid who all he wants to do is guard the cliff and enjoy the view before you send him to his unfortunate demise. There is a video I found on YouTube where it's just all of the voice lines of all the side characters from Halo, all the Halo games, Mm -hmm. and like the little conversation. And and what happens if you just sit and stare at them for too long? Oh yeah. Some of them ask you to like pay them and stuff like it's so, I know know you're the savior of the planet right now, but uh, could you move on? Like it's just, (laughs) they're so good. Well, there was a character in the first Baldur's Gate called uh, Nuber, and Nuber had 400 voice lines, and voice line number <laughs> 401 was, boy, you sure are patient, and he <laughs> walks away, and you get 400 XP. No, <laughs> I think it's 40 voice lines. No, it's 40 voice lines, and you get 400 XP. Um, That's so good. Yeah, his name is Nuber, 
He serves no purpose, but if you listen to all of his lines, he goes, Wow, I've run out of things to say. You sure are patient. And he walks away, and you get 400 experience. I've seen that in other games, too, where if you just go through all their lines, they say, like, you you have patience. They're like, do you have nothing better to do? You could be yeah. playing our game. <laughs> yep. Well, Jort, what's then... your intro? Uh, so my name is Jort. I am a four-time savior of Baldur's Gate. I play video games. I live near New York City, and my favorite Easter egg in video games are, uh, it's a tie. They're both in the same game. It's the, uh, actually, no. My favorite Easter egg in all of video games is still the puzzle, the radio puzzles in Portal. That's such a good one, yeah. It's, it's, because, like, there's so many cool little things that are like, oh, it's so cool to, like, find references to stuff, like, the dead Skyrim soldier in uh, Doom 2016. Yep. Um, yep. Absolutely or hilarious to find. Borderlands games where you can play the Mario level or any of the Minecraft levels. Mm -hmm. Oh, Borderlands is full. And Borderlands 2 mm. has a Lord of the Rings Easter egg. Or if you carry a, uh, there's a ring. If you go, if you start the game on New Game Plus, there's a ring right where you start on the first planet. And if you walk it all the way across that planet and throw it into the volcano on the other side of the planet, you get an achievement. I love that. Wait, what, really? Yeah. Shit, I need to yeah, you have, yeah. so you have to do it. Again? It has to be done on New Game Plus. Okay. Oh, no, I have to play mm -hmm. Borderlands yep. 2 again. But um, I never heard of the Portal radio puzzles until you were doing them, actually. Yeah, like, that's, like, such an old-school classic Easter egg. It's like, all right, cool, I've played this game, and now there's a whole new layer of this game to it's play. It's like a new game in the game, really. Exactly. Like, oh, cool, I know how to do these puzzles, but... Uh, where, where's the radio in this room? I don't see it. It was so frustrating. Yeah. So, just so the listeners, Jort was playing it the other day. I play a lot of puzzle games, and I had recently played through all the Portal games just for funsies, like a few months ago. So, Jort booted it up to play through. I have never been so frustrated. <laughs> like, just watching him stare at the walls, trying to figure it out, of me, like, yelling at him, like, shoot the fucking port and put it there and there and it's done <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i am not good at video games <laughs> no, no that's not true you're not good at puzzles that, that is very is true different have, thing. to be fair i have like 100 hours in escape room simulator i play a lot of puzzle games yeah absolutely um excellent so to to pivot over to the first subject because uh i think shane's gonna explode if we don't give him an opportunity to talk about hell divers uh, this week's no. <laughs> this week's uh, first topic is not Hell Divers. Uh, something really really cool that uh, that came across my newsfeed uh, earlier this week. Are you guys familiar with Satellaview? No. Nintendo no. Satellaview. It was a very very short lived proprietary service by Nintendo, only available in Japan for Super Famicom systems to receive game DLC streamed over television satellite i never heard of that That's mm -hmm. yeah no this is this is new 1993 to 1994 it was a very short-lived technology <clears throat> nintendo wanted to see how realistic it could be to deliver ongoing dlc at no cost to their consoles using the television antenna that were already on the tv that the consoles plugged into back when nintendo cared about the players right Nintendo still cares about they the still, players. Uh, they still, they, they care about the mm. players giving them as much money as humanly possible, but we'll get back exactly. to that. Also, it says <laughs> yeah. that the Satellaview uh, released in 95 and was... Oh, 95, there we go. Until, until 2000. So there we go. So F-Zero, the racing game for the Super Famicom, Super Nintendo, yeah. uh, received 10 maps via Satellaview. Nobody has a hard copy of those maps. If Nintendo has them, they're locked away. If the developer who originally produced the game has them, they're locked away. Nobody's ever recreated them. Until a bunch of dudes on the internet taught an AI computer vision model how to um, extract game frames from footage. VHS tape oh. footage of somebody playing all 10 maps. So the AI watched the footage, grabs the television screen, and grabs each frame from the video one at a time. It then used an F-Zero map builder 
from like a ROM for people who make custom F-Zero maps mm -hmm. to reconstruct those maps one at a time. One frame at a time. Holy shit. That's interesting. As All well. 10 lost maps are now playable. Here's where That's it gets even cool. cooler. We have, we're at the point where with like $30 worth of hardware on Amazon and like maybe a little bit of soldering if you, um, uh, for some components, possibly. I'm not even, I don't even think it needs any soldering. But for about like less than $50, you can buy hardware that will allow you to read and write data to game cartridges. We could get to a point where someone could feasibly load a, a game cartridge with enough space with a copy of F-Zero and all the original F-Zero maps and these new maps, plug it into a Famicom and hit go. And it'll I run. I mean, at that point, people could just watch Let's Play videos on YouTube and steal the games almost. So it's... It, there's a lot of limitations as far as like newer, like recreating and stealing newer games. Um, it's a matter of you. Know, so we're talking about I think 24 FPS. Yeah. Um, so it, and it's it's a very we're talking about very very rudimentary maps here. You know this is this is an F zero F zero racing game was it was originally just a racing game, but that is a good point. How good is this technology going to get? I, I don't know. I feel like creating a still frame map of an F-Zero track is a lot easier to achieve than going in and stealing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, the newer games, yeah. Because, again, when you're watching the Let's Players 2, with their movement around, you're not going to see right. the whole of everything. And you'd but need footage of every like interaction. Every older Pokemon plausible. games, older yeah. uh, Nintendo games in general, Mario games, things like that. I feel like you have the ability to potentially steal those. I think Mario is a better example than Pokemon. It was, uh, what you run into with Pokemon is, is a lot of databases, a lot of tables that are referenced as far as like random yeah, encounters, movesets, uh, AI that's tactics. That's but with something like there, Mario, right? absolutely. With some, cool. If you did this with Mario, you would get the same iteration of the level every time. The enemies would move yeah. in the same order every time. The bullet bill would shoot exactly at this moment every time. Now, I'm not a speedrunner. I don't know if that's already the case. I think it is. It uh, might at be. Least I have a friend who does... I say friend loosely. It's more Alex's friend, actually. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Picante. He's a uh, Mario speedrunner. He has multiple or had multiple world records for like Mario All-Stars and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and we used to watch his streams and everything is like same timing, frame perfect kind of stuff like that. He okay. was insane. It's wild. I could never. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I, and it's a lot easier for like Mario and F-Zero because like any F-Zero and like the old like Mario Kart. Um, like the old Super Mario Kart for the SNES. Yeah. Like, those tracks don't change. The, mm -hmm. the AI behavior changes. Right. But the tracks don't change. It's exactly. Like that's easy enough to so, mimic as well. Yeah. I think what we might get here is people basically take it, could take this technology and use it to, like, basically remake replication cartridges of these really hard-to-find games. Yeah, lost and games too. Great way to preserve history. All of these games, well, not even just that. All these games, right? That like you go to the Mega Media Exchange or whatever local resale shop, right? That are in the glass case for a hundred dollars because this is one of eight copies that's still functional, right? Mm -hmm. Or you know, not in somebody's collection mm -hmm. already. Well, now the market's flooded with like the reproduction, so the value of that can go down. Or will it? Because it's still the original. Well, that's the thing. Or right. it'll skyrocket the resellers of these original games because now you have the original, mm -hmm. which is going to have like, hey, the original game has one frame different than. Uh, it's going to come down to whether or not you have provenance well, for your uh, yeah, for your like, con your cartridges. Yeah. The loads being different too. I mean, that's how they ended up catching fucking what's his name uh the guy with donkey kong 
Oh yeah, uh, the guy who faked. Yeah, the guy who, who turned out it was tool assisted. They only yeah. they only caught him because uh, well, the final reasoning now, um, and the court cases have all been like pushed. Like they're everything's done. For those of you curious, you should the, look into Billy Mitchell scan. Just, just search yeah. Billy Mitchell scandal on like DuckDuckGo or Coffee whatever browser you, or uh, search engines. Yeah, back and forth. <laughs> um, it's a long goddamn. Basically, story. the guy yeah. said he held a, whole, a world record, and then with the video footage of it, uh, people were going, "Well, that doesn't seem right," and they were comparing it to versions of the game that had mods versus ones that were like street cabinet ones, mm -hmm. and the loading screens are different because yep. it's. Not the original, and that's how the they game. ended up figuring it out. Right. On how he didn't do it. The speedrunning community doing... takes that very seriously. Very seriously. Wasn't Billy Mitchell's whole thing like he never did it in person? He always submitted like a replay. He submitted video, yeah. yeah. The it, the thing and, is, which, which I think it's wrong. Speedrunners do that shit all the time. Once a week now, I feel I see news articles coming out of people who are speedrunners who have gotten caught. Uh, there was a Pokemon one who recently got caught as well. And people, why are you trying at this point? People who are in the speedrunning community will watch your run frame by fucking frame to see if you did it right. Like, right. people like who insist on frame perfection are not people yeah. that you want to try to just pull one no, over these, on. These are people who exactly. sit there and watch their own gameplay back. One frame at a time. Hours and hours. It just doesn't uh, seem worth it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Pokemon, though, mm -hmm. um, just as a general aside, sorry, little small tangent. Twitch plays Pokemon turn ten this year. <laughs> oh my God, is that still going? Yeah, I looked it up. It's still going. Oh my God. So, also, for yeah. those of you who don't know what Twitch thank plays you, Pokemon I was about to ask you to explain that. <laughs> um, basically, it was a social experiment that started ten, 10 years ago. ago. Uh, they were playing through the original Pokemon games on Twitch, where the chat controlled what you did. I remember when that started. So mm -hmm. the chat would be typing up, down, left, right, left, A, B, A, B, this, and the game would just do that. And it, it, it was, was always these... insane to me when it, like, they would catch things or, or like, you know, stuff was working. When they beat a gym leader, I watched yeah. them beat a gym leader and my That's... jaw hit my desk. That's the whole thing. <laughs> It got into this thing where, like, suddenly these, this Twitch chat went from chaos to, like, suddenly working together to actually play the game. Yeah. It was a big thing when they beat Pokemon Red, and then they were like, oh, it's over now. Uh, no, we're going to do with yeah. Gold and Silver. Yeah. And Two days later, the channel's back up, and they're playing Pokemon Gold. I think the, na the, na the names that they picked were also hilarious. That was for chat. If you've ever heard the, the memes, praise the Helix. <laughs> yep. That's where that's from. That's what that is from. That is such an old Praise the back. almighty Helix. There were t-shirts. Dizzy and I have a friend who watched Twitch Plays Pokemon all the time while they were at work. Yeah. And has a drawing because uh, it's uh, Jovia. Oh. Uh, has a drawing because they were in the same spot for so long. She was able to draw the map perfectly. That's <laughs> really funny. I love that. Um, talk about a throwback. Yeah, seriously, yeah. I did not expect that uh, one. Just, just happened to be an article I saw on it. Yeah. Uh, well, talk, uh, just talking about AI doing the lost media content. Yeah. One other <clears throat> point that I feel we could mention is how they're using it um, in the science field, using like how they recently opened up that papyrus. Um, there was these yeah. like different scrolls. The uh, Vesuvian actual, scrolls. You know, yeah, that people weren't able to get into because they're so delicate. If they were to try to do that, it would have just entirely disintegrated yep. in their hands. And they yeah. were able to use AI to see what's inside of the scrolls. That's insane to me. So that's been done. There have been two huge breakthroughs on that this year, actually. The first was uh, one of the Herculaneum scrolls, which I, are I have very, very old. So there's a so because so the, there's bounties out for this. The kid that did the decryption of the, I think there was like, it translates to the word purple. What he did on the Herculaneum scrolls is it's AI powered and he was running it locally on a GTX 1650. Oh, wow. Um, the one that just happened this week were the uh, scrolls from um, Pompeii that mm -hmm. were um, basically carbonized in the explosion and the Vesuvius explosion. There's a team that has almost completely translated one now. 
That is so Holy cool. Holy crap. It's, Just yeah. a little side note with Pompeii, because I'm an idiot, and I need to make sure I'm not the only idiot. That's the one where I the volcano went off. didn't know that the... <laughs> this is so stupid. So you know how they it's going like to be on the statues? internet forever, so... You know there's you're, the statues of the exactly people everywhere? Oh, no. Exactly what you're say. Oh, I God, no. The ash had, like, covered them and turned them into... I didn't realize Whoa. that that's just cement we pumped into the whole body hole. Yeah. No, I, that, I thought those were people. Because <laughs> that's the way it was always taught to us. That's, that's how it was taught to you. So like, they, they were told I, they were petrified, so like, like Lot's wife yeah, who I looked over was, her shoulder. Yeah, no. Had, like, ooey gooey centers. Like, ooey gooey centers! That's it. Name of the episode... Ooey gooey. I thought they had ooey gooey centers. I did. I thought they were like little chocolate snacks, you know? Like you snap off an arm and there's a surprise kinder inside, you know? Yes. The the surprise is a dead kinder. Pompeii is natural kinder eggs. Stop. I was wrong. Some of those <laughs> had kinders in them. <laughs> Let's move on to our next topic before we get canceled. Monetization in video I can't hear any of you. Monetization in video games. Why is it that Fortnite and Helldivers are the only two games that exist that respect my wallet? Shane, go. Hmm. So, uh, here's the thing. They're made by companies that give a damn. Oh, I see. Um, I see. So here, here's the thing. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, PlayStation released the Helldivers 2 last week. Uh, I have put 40 hours into this game already. The game is available in two editions. Uh, it is available in the standard edition, which is $40, and the Super Citizen edition, which is 60 The Super Citizen edition gives you an extra uh, battle pass, as well as like some other in-game stuff, like a machine gun and that. Um, here's the thing. So... You don't need that premium pass to play the game. In fact, nope. you don't need any spend any money on this game at all. I've played five hours of the game, and I have enough coins to buy the pass. Yeah. So that's the thing. In-game, just from playing, you, you do this lovely thing called collecting currency in the game. And you Go find on. it just by exploring the map and playing it. And it's such a novel concept that you can unlock shit that, like, yes, you can pay to get it faster. Like, other other games do this, so you can get the premium currency by playing. But you can pay to get, like, unlock this stuff faster, but it's not like the stuff is pay to win. It's I think just, it's the difference like, yeah, of how much fa like how much slower it takes to grind out by hand. Right. And honestly, this game, like, I didn't pay. I got the Super Citizen Edition, but it didn't come with any super credits or anything and i right. had enough to buy a helmet and armor set and have a bunch left over for more helmet and armor sets yep and that's all it is is cosmetic stuff like yeah they have little buffs on them but realistically they don't do anything did Same? you hear what china did uh Based i think so it. yeah china is now um banning games that have like not the games in whole but these practices uh, one example is um, giving players rewards for logging in every single day. Daily logins. Um, yep, they're getting rid of daily logins. They're getting rid of like any of those kind of like incentives. They're also, I believe, getting rid of uh, like you have to pay money to get the diamond that makes it so your thing builds immediately. They're getting rid of those small microtransactions in games as a whole. And first of all, never thought I would agree with China about something. Well, so I've got but... I've got an update for you on that news story. Do you know what happened two days later? Oh no, no, I Ten don't. Tencent. Have you heard of Tencent? No. Okay, so they own every mobile game you've ever played. And they own okay. Fortnite. And Fortnite. That's, that's well, they ha they don't they own. own they have an they have ownership an interest. They have a ten percent ownership interest, I think, in Epic Games. They have a minority ownership interest in Epic. Okay. Tencent stock fell 30% the next day. 
And yeah, that, that government official walked back every single one of those policies saying we need to plan more before we announce any additional policy. We will be working very closely with our business partners for changes. Oh, that's tragic. Because Tencent is one of the most valuable companies on the um, Hong Kong uh, Stock Exchange. It makes sense in that aspect. And maybe they didn't And think, think about it, right? All the gotcha games. Somewhere. All the Honkai Star Rails and the Genshin Impacts with their daily login reward so they can incentivize you to go in and buy the gacha currency. I it, it, really it, want that to take off. I, I agree. I, I totally agree. Of getting rid of microtransactions. In my, right. I am guilty as hell in my mobile yeah. games of spending $5 on this just get only $5. So that's but, what we're up against. What we're up against right. is the somebody makes a common sense policy decision like that and Tencent loses a bunch of money the next day and all of a sudden everybody gets afraid and um, backs off because they don't want to make the big business mad. Yeah. Well, right. And that that's kind of the thing. Like, this... So Fortnite and Helldivers, because mm -hmm. those are the ones you used in here. Yeah. They don't have any of those daily login things. Like, nope. Fortnite, you buy the battle pass. Now, Fortnite does have the FOMO model. They do. They have their big have FOMO their in Fortnite. They have big FOMO in Fortnite, but it's just cosmetic stuff. Right. It's There's no FOMO gameplay for... adjustment. Yeah. It's just like, to hey, me, that's you're missing fine. out. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, I, I wish they would do something like Helldivers and Halo did, where once you buy the pass, you just have it forever. That'd be great. Unlock it whenever, but that's not their whole thing. And again, I don't necessarily think there's something wrong with incentivizing playing the game through a battle pass like that, especially when you can earn the currency to buy the next battle pass. Right. Yeah, you put your 10 bucks on the table, and if you play enough time in the game, you don't have to spend any more, and you get to keep your 10 bucks on the table and get the next battle pass. If you don't, because yep. it's, it's, it's like gambling. I'm betting you that I'm going to spend enough time playing this game that I don't have to spend more than 10 bucks to get the next battle pass. And if I'm wrong, we'll put another $10 down, or I won't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing with, you, you've earned enough super credits already playing Helldivers. Yeah. Strictly to get that premium pass. Yeah. Premium war bond. Yeah, I'm not going to buy anything in the shop until I buy a premium war bond. Yeah, and that's fair. Right. Um, and and the game the game is respectful enough of my time to do that, where there are other games with in-game currencies where that, that are technically earnable. And now, I'm going to piss off a lot of people here. Um, I'm making a big assumption about Diablo based on what I've seen from Diablo content creators. So I do not play Diablo 4, but I have heard that this is a very similar model in Diablo 4. Where, like, you kind of can earn it, but even once you earn it and buy the battle pass, the battle pass sucks. Um, the, I mean, my gripe with the games is is the, the kind of like the second half of this topic is that I don't think in-game currencies should exist. No, because all in-game currency does and... You made a note of this, and I, I watched yeah. you type this note out, but I yeah. agree with you. All it does is mask the actual cost. Yeah, credit and for it, yeah. hearing that from... I, I, I heard it first on an Asmongold video, and I thought it was very, very... Now, like, well, well explained. I'm going to throw... I'm going to throw back a little thing here, though. Yeah. Let's go back to 2007. Mm -hmm. Halo 2007, 3. Halo 3. They just released a new Mac pack. It costs fifteen dollars. I think yeah, it was like fifteen hundred points or whatever. Yeah. But the points were like one point per dollar. Yeah, it was Microsoft so points, store, right? Yep, the Microsoft yeah. points, and that's tech. I mean, it's not in game currency, but it's the same kind. It's of an thing. obfuscated currency. Yep. Maple but Story did, did it away. in the same yep. at the same time. Maple Story. My oh my god, I know what? someone who saved their lunch, like they would be like, they'd get like five bucks for lunch money. They'd buy $3 worth of lunch and save two bucks every day. And after two weeks, they'd have enough money to go to CVS and buy a Visa gift card and then take that gift card home and buy MapleStory money. That's, yeah, I, um, one of my birthdays growing up, my grandparents told me they would buy me a one month subscription to any of my little computer games that I played. That's adorable. And I remember thinking about it for, I'm, no, I'm so upset with myself. I made the wrong decision. Oh, at the time, no. What'd I you was pick? Playing, at the time, I was playing RuneScape, Gaia Online, Neopets, 
Club Penguin uh, and Maple Story, and my dumbass picked Club Penguin because I wanted a puffle. And I am so mad at myself to this day Way to that go. I didn't pick any of the other better options. Like, I could have got a pet at RuneScape and memberships. You get your own world. Anyway. You fumbled the ball, my, Sammy. My, yeah, I fumbled that. But I think in-game currency isn't the end of the world if it's only, like, uh, example, uh, Deep Rock. Like, just being able to get cosmetic things. I'm specifically talking about purchasable in-game currency. Okay. Yeah. Strictly purchasable in-game currency. Because it's... Even then, if it's only used for cosmetic things and, like, no other benefits, I don't know if I have too much gripe with it. So here's my issue with it. it. I can't tell you how much money I've spent on Call of Duty. I can't remember. No, because I bought the game. And then I bought a couple battle passes. And then, over the course of stuff, I've had to, like, top up my coins in-game mm -hmm. because I didn't have enough COD points. I was off by 100 or whatever. So I have, at times, had to just, like, buy, like, 1,000 COD points or 2,000 yeah. COD points or whatever it was Which... to top myself off. Me. And the whole reason for that is to obfuscate how much money I've spent overall. Because I mm -hmm. can't just go look at my Steam purchase history and see I bought, okay... This pack was $20, this pack was $15, this pack was $5, this other pack was $20. Even though this pack was $20 worth of COD coins, and this pack was $15 worth of COD coins. Yeah. The existence of that currency is deceptive at best and predatory at worst. That's fair. That's That I agree with. I guess it's not... I don't play those games. My only equivalent would be like well, how could much be money I spent on uh, on webtoons. Um, it's just the, the same. The app for webtoons is the same concept. Like, there's one. App Any in-game currency is obfuscation. That's that's the point that I that's yeah. that's kind of where I was getting at from the doc. Is like it goes go, it goes from Call of Duty to Genshin Impact to mobile mobile that like slot with, yeah. mobile games. Which... Anyway, old man yells at Cloud. <laughs> I mean, you say old man yells at Cloud, but, like, it, it is... But it he's is right. <laughs> but like old that, man that, yells at Cloud. Everyone agrees. That, that's the whole thing. It, it's not wrong. Because I can't tell you how much I've spent on Fortnite. For the same reason. For the same reason. Because you just get V-Bucks when you're short. And you spend like ten bucks and some okay, mm -hmm. whatever is ten bucks. And they're still they're respectful of us. Five to ten dollars, and you can justify five to ten dollars, but and and that's and what that it goes is. Back to the wire, Eldivers and Fortnite respectful of my time because the games themselves. I'm sorry, I don't want to play Call of Duty for six hours a day to unlock two I'd guns actually... with my eight unlock points I could get for the day. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I, I think my actual, like, I'd do my fucking head in. Right. I don't hate the game, it's just... Well, on top of that, the last time I launched Call of Duty, which was, like, six weeks ago at this point, from the time I clicked launch to boots on the ground in a match of Warzone able to actually kill someone, 18 minutes. Jesus. Wait for the uh, game Fortnite. to launch, wait for it to connect to their servers, wait for the shaders to load, wait for it to launch the game that I actually want to play because that launches a separate application, wait for that one to connect to the servers, wait for those shaders to load, wait for it to find oh a lobby, wait for it to fill the lobby, watch the stupid minute and a half long cutscene where Graves tells me that I can go shoot people in Warzone. Gee, thanks, asshole. I had no idea how this game works. Then I can finally drop off the fucking airplane and go play Warzone. So let let let's talk about this for a second. Now. Bingo Square. George shits on Activision. It's eight. It's eighteen minutes from 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 clicking go to bean boots on the ground. Yep. Fortnite and Helldivers. Fortnite. Obviously, you still both these games are online. You still have to wait. I was done with the Helldivers tutorial in that same amount of time. After spending ten minutes to go through my graphics settings and rebind, remap all of my keybinds, I still finished the tutorial faster than that. And that's with doing other bullshit. I'm talking like you you yeah. all that, you are just trying to play the game. Yeah. You can be boots on the ground in a mission. Like as long as you're not waiting for other people. Like let's say you have the full squad ready to go after everybody joins. <clears> and there's no 
you know, no growing pain connection issues. You can be boots on the ground probably five minutes. Fortnite's the same way. As much as I yep. hate the lobby changes, the only thing they didn't change is how quickly you can get into a match. Yep. Yep. They get you right in. Halo Infinite gets you right into a match. Yep. I mean, uh, not as good of as an example, but when I play Deep Rock as well, it's immediate. Yeah, you I get know, right no into issues. the game. Mm -hmm. And Deep Rock, okay, Deep Rock is in a weird place of its own because the developers of Deep Rock were like, we want to make a battle pass. Oops, we made it free. Oh, well. Yep. Deep Rock, the, the developers and the communities, one of the best ones I've ever gotten involved with. I played recently with a friend who was also very new, and I named our server uh, Two Newbies Please Help, smiley face. And Aww. we had two guys jump in, and they were our dads. They were the nicest. They they guided us throughout the map, like told us like little tips and tricks to help us. They were super sweet the whole time. And I, I was worried at first because, you know, I am a female who has been in a Call of Duty chat room before, you know, fucking. There's no girls on the internet. Room. You're lying. Oh, my God. No, my boyfriend was playing for me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and Halo, too. God. And so there's like that fear of I can't. To be fair, my Steam name is Randy Savage. So you probably don't know which is fine. We'll keep it that way. But as soon as your um, mic comes on, that's all out the window. I turned the mic on because uh, at the end of it, he said, uh, all right, you're welcome, my sons. And I said, your daughters. And the guy immediately <laughs> sent in the chat like, like a <gasps> face and I dropped because I was like, I don't, want to understand. I don't want to know where this is going to go. Right. Um, it just in general, the fact that these people are willing to drop everything and actually help. In other games, if you're new and you suck, boy, are there words that you didn't know could describe you? Like, hey, if you're not sure, if you're not sure what we're talking about, go play Counter-Strike. Just install Counter-Strike. It'll run on any computer. Just go into a match. Go play League of Legends. Yeah, but that takes longer to get into a match. Okay, it does. But I swear to God, Counter-Strike has been slightly less toxic. Are you telling me Counter-Strike is less toxic than League of Legends? I said slightly. Okay. I jumped into a random match of League of Legends because my dumbass was like, I want to play Jinx. I never played this game before. I'm just going to jump into a match. How hard can it be? Are you I sweet summer child? New, I learned mistake. new ways to uh, hear that I suck at a game because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Then somebody literally said, get the hell off of PvP. Go play against bots for 500 hours. Yeah, there is. it's it's wild how mean people can be you know, on video. Meanwhile... Now, mind you, Helldivers and Deep Rock are PvE exclusive games. I think that has a but lot to do with it. And that's okay for that to have a lot to do with it. It attracts yeah. a different type of, a different mentality when, you, when you're but playing that game. But it is one of the things, like, I've been sitting here, like, wondering why I haven't been in the mood to play Halo, in the mood to play Call of Duty. You don't but want to hear I'll about all these people who are going to copulate with your mother. But I'll I'll sit on Helldivers and I'll sit She's on a very busy woman. Hunter and I'll I'll sit on uh, Deep Rock for hours on end. <laughs> and that, that's why because I joined into a match with people yeah. and like yeah Helldivers they might be like dude you need to stop throwing fucking airstrikes because you'll you're you you're gonna kill us me. all yeah <laughs> like stop it. But at the end of the day, everybody, at the end of every match, it reminds me of when the Starship Troopers game come, came out. Yeah. Everyone just screams, for democracy! I'm doing my out. part! Yeah. <laughs> when, when the Starship yeah. Troopers game um, came out, everyone was sitting there like, you know, I'm doing my part. Would you like to know more? Come on, you apes! You want to live forever? <laughs> Basically, just quoting Star Trek. Quoting the movie, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was a great it was time. Great. Yeah. They still fucking do it all the time. Mm -hmm. And they do the same thing in Helldivers because Helldivers is the best ODST Starship Troopers 40k Imperial Guard game that ever has existed. Oh, and Terminator game that has ever existed in the history of everything. That studio wrote down a list of all of Shane's favorite things, put them into a blender. <laughs> Delivered that smoothie directly to his house. The only thing it's missing are fucking boats. And oh, technically, it technically, boats. it has space boats. Space boats with real big artillery pieces. 
right. Before before this turns into a Helldivers episode, let's move over to the second half of the show, Hyperfixation Hour. Uh, this is a segment that we cap out every episode with. Is our our favorite little rabbit holes of knowledge over the uh, that we find across the internet. And every week we carve out a little bit of space for us or our guests to go over something that they find super neat. Uh, I'm going to go first this week because I've been listening back to all of our shows and I realize we've been doing these in the same order and that's boring. So okay. I'm going to go first. And I'm also, it's uh, two weeks in a row, nothing sad this week. No, like we're all going to die. <laughs> Thank God. I'm you sorry. For a little while there. Look, it's not my fault. It's just the news. Um... <laughs> The sun is going to kill us, and there's nothing I can do about it. (laughs) Flowers are blooming in Antarctica. I got into a conversation twice this week regarding the Lord of the Rings trilogy versus the Hobbit trilogy. I have thoughts immediately. Go. Everybody does. That's why we're gone. Let me set my timer. No, I have to set my timer. Ready? Okay. The Hobbit trilogy. Here's my spicy take. Great trilogy of action movies. Absolutely atrocious adaptation of The Hobbit, the book by J.R.R. Tolkien. That's fair. I'll give, yeah. It's fair. I'll, I, I'll agree with that. I like if some of the you, things that were added. If you had never been exposed to anything about Middle-earth, The Hobbit Great trilogy books. are three very, very exciting, very, very long action films that just stamp and piss all over the established lore of Middle-earth. So I know what a lot of people are going to be saying. Oh, Jort, it's the Dune Worm, isn't it? Everybody's mad about the Dune Worms at the end of the Battle of the Five Armies. No. My issues are twofold. The first is the entire Azog storyline. Azog the Defiler and his son Bolg fell at the first Battle of Khazad-Dun. End of story. The dwarves won. The dwarves took Moria. The dwarves lived in Moria for a while before the goblins came back with greater numbers and killed them. I also Isn't wish it... that they didn't cut out all of the stuff with Bjorn. I, that upset Azog, the big, the big the white. white one. Yeah, he's he died from his wounds <clears throat> at the Battle of Moria. And Thorin killed his son Bolg at the same battle after killing Azog. Yeah. Well, that sure changes things. I haven't read these books the in- since I was a child. Yeah. Okay. So, so you know what's really interesting? Into that the actual Hobbit book, or is that from the? It's in the book. No, no, no. That's in the Hobbit. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. So. It's been a minute. It, if you're, I'm sure you're aware, Peter Jackson was involved in uh, some of the filming of An Unexpected Journey, the first film. Right. He was involved in the first 68 minutes of the movie. And you can tell because at minute 69, they tell the story about Azog the Defiler. It's, it's the campfire scene where Philly and Killy talk about an orc raid at night. Okay. And they explain the story of Azog. And that is exactly where J.J. Abrams actually took over. Oh. Peter Jackson directed every scene up to then. Those oh, were all shot in order. Like the Shire intro was actually shot prior to the majority of the rest of that film. Really? That's yeah. rare? Okay. The Very rare. Accurate gyre intro well, because that's how PJ do works. He well, does things in order. he has respect for the sorts material. Right. So, that's my first issue. My second issue <clears throat> is Tauriel. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I not knew. for the reason you think. The romance? No, it's not the romance. I'm about, my timer's about to run out. It's the red hair. Oh my God. Okay. Do you know why? Can either of you tell me why? I don't, I assume just elves don't have red hair. Don't they only You're so close. Brown? You're very close. There's only been one elf with red hair. And it was a really big deal that he had red hair. His name was Feanor. He crafted these things called the Silmarils. There's a whole book oh. about the, the what happened to the Silmarils called the Silmarillion. And I'm in the world of the Lord of the Rings, the Silmarillion is like the f***ing Bible. It is. So that would it's be like saying... Right. So, so aside from her romance with Killy completely undermining the importance and the weight of uh, Gimli being the first dwarvish elf friend in 10,000 years, mm-hmm. 
she has red hair. Nobody has red hair except Feanor. I'm done. Also the Dune Worm. <laughs> also the Dune Worm. That's fair. The spice must flow. <laughs> the spice is not buried in Arid Lewin. I disagree. Clearly, Shane? so JJ Abrams. Shane, you good for yours? <laughs> you ready? I'm ready with the timer when you are. I don't. I still don't. All right, you're I last. Hell, Hell Divers is good. That that's my thing. Okay, you've Hell got three more good. minutes on Hell Divers. Go. No, it, it really is, though. Like, if you are a fan of Halo, like... Uh, Why don't you give Spartan some concept game. overview of the game to folks who have not no. watched trailers, <laughs> gameplay, or not familiar with anything it? anything on it, so yeah. tell me about yeah. it. If you guys aren't familiar... So, we'll just talk about Helldivers 2 because it's so different from Helldivers 1. Great idea. It is a third-person action game where you play a Helldiver. You are the bastion soldier of Super Earth. Which is basically, if you've seen the movie Starship Troopers, the I've way they do, I've never seen the movie Starship Troopers. It, it's hyper democracy fascism, like levels of democracy. Okay. Like their whole thing is democracy and liberty. We're gonna liberate the shit out of this planet. Yeah, exactly. With lots of firepower. Basically, the Hell Divers are shot down. Yeah, are shot down to the planet in bullets, because that's what they are. They're bullets. Just like the ODSTs are. I was gonna say like the ODSTs then. Okay. Like the ODSTs. Yep. Straight down on the planet into fighting both robots and bugs. They're called hell divers after all. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, ODSTs are called hell, hell jumpers. jumpers. And there the back of the hell diver helmet looks a whole hell of a lot like Buck's Spartan helmet. Does it really? The, it does. The front of the hell diver helmet also kind of looks like an ODST helmet, but more flat. You could really um, see it in the back. Oh, and the, what's the what's the exfil ship called? Uh, the Pelican. Oh, huh. Well, yeah. that's yep. Hmm. Yep. okay. Um, <laughs> legally distinct. Have yeah. some soft material, is, I see. It is though, like, it is the best ODST game without actually being licensed as an ODST game. If you're a 40k fan, you're gonna get like the similarities to the Imperial Guard. Um, which are basically the, you know, everybody knows the Space Marines. They're, they're, the, they're the fodder soldiers who yeah. are sent out by the hundreds of thousands to die. And Starship it's also very tactical. Would, yeah, it's a super tactical game because if you don't, if you look at the clips, you'll see people doing stupid shit like calling airstrikes on each other and all that. But like in an actual plane of the game, like it's a lot of talking, it's a lot of making sure you coordinate the right support weapons to bring in and coordinating with your squad to take down these giant groups of enemies or giant enemies in general and it really is just like it as, as george said it is the uh all of my favorite types of game put into a blender and given to me as a smoothie what's that you got there a smoothie smoothie <laughs> i have not <laughs> shut up about this game for like two weeks excellent perfect three minutes yeah. sammy uh all right i'm okay so my my little thing is just because i recently found this out yesterday there is a youtube show uh, animation that I very much like. No, not has been hotel. It is called Metal Family. Um, it's got great story. The first few episodes, you can tell he was still figuring out his footing with it, but then suddenly it gets very serious. There were episodes I cried in. Like it gets very intense. It touches a lot of subjects that I feel aren't touched in media very often. Um, uh, no. Not like they're touched, but not as like raw and open as it there is uh abuse there is uh child abandonment there are uh you know like the golden child subject where yep. the older sibling is the golden one the second one is trying everything they can to live up to that but they never do good enough and his father beats the living shit out of him for it it is intense it's very good um 
And so all of these episodes, they, they were coming out um, at about like three to six months intervals. There's this guy who's working on it and he's doing it himself, the music for the show. They use a lot of 80s, like hair metal, stuff like that. But yep. then they he has his own band that they write music for, for these episodes. It's insane. They have a whole album. It's actually very good uh, if that's like your style of music. And I've been waiting, I think it's been a year now, for this newest episode to drop. And I finally found out why it hasn't. Uh, Russia banned social media and YouTube. So he's he's been unable to upload anything or come out with new content for any of the English viewers. So uh, he, he comes out with everything and then they work on translating it in multiple different languages. There's Spanish and English ones. I think that's it for now. Um... That's and he's insane. made posts saying that I don't know when I'll be able to get any more content out. From my understanding, he did recently come out with comics that have been translated into English. Um, but it's because the uh, he put so much effort into that you can watch it get evolved and get better throughout it. This had potential to be an actual show. The way even it starts off, each intro starts with them putting keys on the hook of their house. And it has the different family members putting keys on to, to tell you who's going to be that in that episode, what this episode's going to be about. And it's little things like that where it's just so well thought out. And I'm I'm so upset about this. I don't. And Russia said they did it because they cut off ties with Meta in general because they didn't like um, the extremist views that were getting put out there by uh, people saying to attack Russians and things like that. Uh, let's it's call this what this Ukrainian is. War. It's it's art being a casual uh, art being a casualty of war. It is. Yeah. And I'm so upset. If you haven't watched the series, I highly recommend it. The first three episodes are fairly short, and then once it starts getting a little bit longer, that's when it starts getting better. It's in the second season specifically when they deal with the father. His name is Glam. Um, going through his childhood and meeting his best friend, and then they join a band oh. together, and, and then it I shows that was the end of the first season. No, it's uh, the second season is the one where it covers all of that. When they go back to his like yeah, you know, no, there's more episodes gets, like, of all of that. Huh? Yeah, there's, there's one episode. There's there's multiple of all of that. Uh, it even talks. There's a section where their band is getting very successful. Yep. And I, the that, one I, I gets that. into drugs and it tears them apart. And it's it's just heavy subjects. And I highly recommend it. And I'm upset that I don't get any more. <laughs> hopefully it gets some more soon. Fingers crossed. And hopefully that, that is a very good show. And yeah, we're we're currently in the realm where these uh, YouTube stars like YouTube animators yeah. are getting like yeah. recognized for their work. Has been hotel. Getting, yeah, Aspen Hotel, hell of a boss. Mm -hmm. Dropout. Dropout. Like the, they're, it's a more and more legitimate shows. platform every day. It's wild to me when you see YouTubers. Like, I saw some on the Super Bowl commercials. Like, yeah. they're they're getting offered actual jobs in yeah. media now. So don't forget to like and subscribe to the show down below. Drop a thumbs up if you enjoyed it. Leave us some comments if you guys have corrections or ideas for the show. You can also email them to us using the uh, contact forms or uh, emailing podcast at jorts.tech. And um, yeah, I mean, I we, yeah. I was going to say, and remember the show is available on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. Yep. So with that fantastic segue and transition, we're going to call it here for the rest of the week. Thank you guys very much. My name is Jort. You can check out more at jorts.tech and feel free to write the show with questions, comments, corrections, or concerns. Shane, parting words? Remember, democracy needs you. Oh my god. Fight determined menace. The only good bug is a dead bug. Sammy? <laughs> I'm Sammy. Uh, you can check out my link tree in the bio. It'll have links for my Etsy shop and my socials where I sell D&D dice and other nerdy things. Thanks for listening, and we will see you or you'll hear us next week. Bye! Bye! Farewell! <laughs>